Jeff and I have been talking, and I believe uh, the conversation that we're going to have tonight really is centered around a topic that you and I have been discussing for probably more than a month. Yeah. So it just so happened to be that we were we, we get into these discussions every once in a while where you feel like, hey, this is what I feel like the Lord is talking and speaking, mm -hmm. and we kind of have this dialogue that no one knows that we have behind the scenes. True. And just sensing what the Lord is saying, and... This is something that we felt like resurged. So in this resurgence, uh, when I talked to you this morning, I felt like this was something that we should talk about tonight yeah, when you brought sure. it up. And so we're going to jump into that in a second. I'll tell okay. you what that is in a moment. But for right now, what I'd like to do is, is if you uh, are interested in joining in this weekend on Saturday with an event called We Pray San Diego. Uh, there are over 100 churches, more than 3,000 people that are joining in across the county. There's a number of hubs. We happen to have a hub here in San Marcos, California. We're partnering up with the Rock Church just nice. down the street from our home, and we're going to have some teams that are going to go by there. If you would like to participate in that, if you could do me a favor, if you could text the word WE pray, W-E-P-R-A-Y, we pray, yes, we to do. the number 52525, 52525, we pray to 52525. Um, you're going to receive some info and a sign-up link, and I believe it's going to be a powerful time on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to seeing and hearing what it is that God does. We need, now I'm going to say this, we need Come on. worship and prayer yes. like never before That's right, right now. Come on. And I think we need worship and prayer in public forums. Mm -hmm. We need to not be ashamed to call upon the name of God in multiple forms. I think there's ways that we can call upon the name of the Lord in multiple ways. We can do it in private, but I think there's something powerful about doing it in public and That's doing right. it together. Yes. And in this case, over 100 churches, more than 3,000 people right now Ooh. that are joining in. It's going to be Fabulous. it's going to be a time. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking Fabulous. forward to hearing what God does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, I also want to mention to you guys uh, something really cool that you're going to begin to hear more and more from us, and these are watch parties, movement watch parties. Hey, we know that right now, sometimes you might be apprehensive, sometimes maybe you're a family that's got a number of kids, and you don't feel comfortable coming on Sunday mornings to one of our services at 8, 9, 30, 11, 15. Perhaps you're in a position where you're caring for someone who is immunocompromised, or maybe you just don't feel comfortable yet coming out. Uh, we have groups up to 100 that are allowed in our building for each one of our services. And one of the things that's been really cool is to see that every one of our services has just been so amazing having yeah. that number of up to 100 joining us. But that's not all, and that's not everything. We've been hearing some really cool things from people who have just been watching from home. And we've started, we ran some betas the last couple of weeks of these movement watch parties. And here's simply what a watch party is. You, as a friend, you become friendly mm -hmm. and invite some friendly people that you are <laughs> friends with. Perhaps they're your neighbors, uh, which might be the least likely people that you would be friendly with in our right. culture right now. Yeah. My prayer is that God has made friends and friendships uh, during this time that seems frantic. And so a watch party is simply being a friend and being friendly. You can invite a friend or a family member, and they can be whoever your choice is, but you have the opportunity to have one of these movement watch parties, and you can do it however you want. You can watch any one of the services, 8, 9, 30, 11, 15. You can cook breakfast, have coffee, have the kids there. You can enjoy your time however you'd like. We're going to have some teams they're going to be there to put some parameters around that. I wanted to drop that uh, in you guys' ears because you're going to be hearing more about it. Nice. And we think there's multiple facets, multiple methodologies, multiple mediums that mm -hmm. we're going to be able to continue to play this game of tag that I talked about. Yeah, that was a good word. Last Sunday, tag. That was a good word. Right? You're tag it. someone. I'm you're, you're it, man. So <laughs> I, know, um, I know when I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you're it. You're it, bro. <laughs> I learned that from you. You got to bring your own bottle of encouragement. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, nobody's going to say that for me. Uh-uh. Hey, uh, let's, let's jump into it tonight. If you have questions or you have anything that you uh, 
uh, potentially think about as Jeff and I just discuss really what we believe is just through our discussion, just some stuff that the Lord has put on Jeff's heart and, and on my heart, and I just, I confirmed that when he was speaking to me. You're going to hear us dialogue about that, but if you have questions, you can always jump on to one of our forums on Facebook or on YouTube. We have mediators, uh, ministry leaders there that will take your questions. They filter those questions through. They text them to me. We have a high-tech operation. I have an iPhone right here, and they're going to let me know there's a question. I try to do my best the last couple of weeks. I did my best to get to all the questions. I was not able to get to all of them, but it's great yeah. just to have the interaction. That's so true. I really want to do our best to be able uh, to do that. Um, you and I were talking a little over a month ago, and mm -hmm. you brought up something that you, you said, man, I just really feel like, you know, just in my time with God this morning, and I think it was one of those moments, like I was spending time with the Lord this morning when I got up, and he started speaking to me. Yeah. And he told me, he gave me this word, and it was like a specific word, and then you just leaned into that word. God began to fill in some gaps. Now, mm -hmm. now I'm going to have you tell me what that word is, and sure. I'm going to have you begin to fill some of that in, and, and we're going to begin to discuss it. Okay. But what I, what I love about what you said, and this is a bit of a teaching moment, oftentimes you'll get a word in your head. When I say a word, I mean a literal word, mm -hmm. right? You'll just get a word in your head. And so yeah. everyone that's listening right now, this is how, you know, we've been talking about the power of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit moving, God speaking to us. We need to be an encouragement. And this is what happens. God's going to put a word mm -hmm. inside of you. You're going to go, Wow. And like literally wake up maybe thinking about a word. You dreamt about a word. You're yeah. in your day and a word pops into your mind. Yes. Uh, this word was a very simple word. Mm -hmm. But what I love about what you did, and here's the teaching moment, is Jeff just didn't take the word and then run off to a dictionary, run off to something, try to figure out what that. He leaned in harder, yeah. deeper. Mm-hmm leaned in with a little bit more of like substance of mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to lean more on God, what you're saying to me right, right now. Right. And I'm going to double down and say, Lord, what about this word, which opens the door for God then to be able to speak more to it. So that's just Jeff and I's quick teaching moment <laughs> to say, God gives you these words he does. with intention all the time. And, I, and I've seen, like, in our relationship, remarkable things where God will just bring a word, and then all of a sudden we lean. It, th this is where it's, the word is good. Leaning into the word is where we start to get the power of the depth of, I yeah. think, God starts bringing scripture, revelation. starts bringing some revelation, some mm -hmm. other things. So what was the word that God gave you? And if you can, give us a quick, like, overview of how you felt like that word right now, as we talked this morning, mm -hmm. that word now is, is making itself relevant today. Yeah. That word uh, a couple months ago before uh, COVID and we all, you know, went, what we needed to do was the word trust. And how the Lord showed me the word was I was standing before this huge vault and he asked me, do you want to know what's in this vault? And I said, yes, is it, is, I was asking, hoping it was money. <laughs> but the Lord says, no, it's your trust account. I've given each and every one of my children a trust account. This is your trust account, your heavenly trust account that your combination will open. And this trust account will guide you if you step in and use the trust that I've given you through every storm, Every situation, no matter what is going on, it is your trust account. And only you have the right combination. You know, when you and I were talking about that, we were talking about, well, the, the first thing that I thought was, trust is a really difficult thing. I was talking to somebody today about this. Trust is something that's earned. Yeah. Trust is something, when broken, takes, uh, takes time to repair. Correct. That's correct. Because you have to re-earn yes. that trust. Mm -hmm. And because trust is broken so often on human terms. Mm -hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about horizontal is human terms. Right. So horizontal, human. 
vertical is between us and God. Spiritual. Come on. So much trust is broken in horizontal terms in our life. Yeah. Trust is broken. Like we're coming up on Father's Day. Father's Day, I was just telling our, our sermon prep team. Um, Father's Day is just an interesting day for me because I just personally feel like the role of the father has been diminished mm-hmm. in society. Some of it because of the actions of fathers and some of it because of the power struggle in society. I won't get into right. what I mean by that. But yeah. there's trust issues. There's daddy issues. Yeah. And so when we look at God mm-hmm. as a father yeah. and you tell me, okay, my dad has a trust account that's yes. just for me, has my name on it. Correct. That doesn't mean that God doesn't have a trust account for you. Right. Because he's your dad. So it's like, God has a trust account for me. God has a trust account for Jeff. Yes. The problem comes in when we judge God and our ability to trust him on the happenings of our horizontal human relationships where trust have been broken. Yes. So what we say is, I'm going to read this quote. This is from Randy Alcorn. He's a famous author, a great, great Bible scholar. And this is what he said. If we foolishly assume that our father has no right to our trust unless he makes his infinite wisdom completely understandable, isn't that the issue with trust? It is. So if it's a relationship, it's like, well, I don't trust you Mm -hmm. because I don't fully know whether or not. So what what we're missing is we're missing knowledge. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying to God is, God, I'm not going to fully trust you because I don't fully understand you. But we have a problem. Listen to what Randy Alcorn said. He goes, if we foolishly assume that our father has no right to our trust unless he makes his infinite wisdom completely understandable. Mm-hmm. God, I need to know every single move you're going to make between now and the end of my life. I need to know exactly what you're doing in this situation. And he's like, I have a trust account for you. Do you trust that my trust account is, ab- is abundantly, like it is, it is, it is the enough. value has it's an enough. abundance. It's yeah. enough that there's enough. Trust enough. me in this, right? But like mm-hmm. we want to understand it because our trust has been broken. Yeah. He said, "What we end up doing is we create an impossible situation, hmm. not because of his limitations, not because of God's limitations, right. but because of ours." Yeah. Now let me read a scripture to you. Isaiah fifty-five eight says, "For my thoughts are not." This is God speaking. Ooh, come on. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Yes. Well, we have a problem then. Yeah, because what I think about you is not what you think about you. What I think you need in your trust account is not what you think you need in your trust account. By the way, you don't know what you need in your trust account because you aren't able to see into the future. I don't hold time the way you hold time. Yeah, I don't look at time. I hold time as a continuum because yeah. I'm the creator of time. It just keeps moving. So I'm able to see into your future and know that the trust account has some things in it that you don't understand now why you've been given these things in your trust account or potentially why certain things may not be in your trust account. Yes. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So the trust issue that we have is not, is God able, Uh but it's our inability. It's not, is God, we think you're, we, we want to put God in a position of saying, I don't believe that your trust account is enough. Yeah, because we don't believe that we're enough. And so someone had to die in order for you that trust to be given over to you. Someone had to give something up of value for me as a son to take over that trust. Hmm. As a son or a daughter of God, it doesn't... What comes into play is like we talked about today, how I dispense it, how I release it. What am I doing with what God gave me? See, because if you have a trust account, one of the scriptures that says in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. So that comes into a play where I must value myself in him to trust what he says. I love, I love, dude, so here's what's crazy. I love that passage because it says, in, another, in one of the translations, it says, in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Mm. 
See, the world is crooked. Very. So, like, can we just say it right now? Crooked. Like, we have to understand the world is crooked. Crooked. Folks, I mean, like, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make straight paths, straight spiritual paths. Straight. In a crooked material world. Mm-hmm. And so God's saying, if you submit to my ways, if you can, if you can trust in the account that I've given you on yes. Sunday, I preached and I said, reconciliation by God was his ability to say, there are two separate accounts of your life. Come on, that was good. And in accounting, reconciliation is, is, is finding the bridge and, 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 Dealing with the difference between these two accounts. Mm-hmm. The enemy has an account of our life. It's crooked. Yeah. He perverts our ability to see and understand what God is doing or perceiving what he's doing. And it gives us a lack of trust because he makes us think that God is limited yes. because he is limited. That's right. That's and so right. If, if he's limited, he's like, I want God to be limited. Yes. I, I, I want yeah, I, I, I want to pull God down to my level yeah. because I tried being at his level and he booted he me. Booted you. So since I'm the prince of the air, I want to pull God down to my level mm-hmm. and I want to try to make God crooked. But it says here that if we submit to him, Come on. he makes our paths straight. straight. And that to me, when it comes to this account, mm-hmm. you and I said, um, you know, through all things, there's one thing to say, I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust or put my trust on God. And another thing to walk in the trust of the Lord. Yes. And, you know, it's a little bit like we talk about you can, and I don't, just just FYI, I don't think it should be this way. I think when you say yes to Jesus, when you say yes to Jesus, you're saying yes to becoming a follower of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think these two should be separate. But mm-hmm. what happens, especially now in our society, mm-hmm. we have the separation of people that say yes to Jesus and they say, I'm a believer in Jesus. And God didn't send his son really to make believers because even the demons believed. <laughs> yes. Right? And they tremble. And they tremble. <laughs> so I, I could be wrong here theologically, but I don't think God sent his son to make believers, but to make followers. Mm. So I don't think it should be this way, but it's a little bit like trusting God is a little bit of the same thing. Yeah. Belief gives me the ability to still hold doubt. Mm. I can believe in something, but not follow it. Right. It takes a whole nother level. The word trust actually is faith or faithfulness. Mm-hmm. It takes a whole nother level of faith. If 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 I if I took you uh, if I took you to the edge of a cliff and I showed you a rope mm-hmm. and I said, Do you think this rope is strong? Yeah, I think it's strong. And I said, Do you think it's strong enough to hold you? Yeah, I think it's strong enough to hold you. And then I, I wrapped it around you and I anchored it and I said, Climb over the edge of that cliff. See, one is saying I believe it, and one is saying like, I'll follow my belief. I'll follow right. my belief. That's yeah. a whole nother level another level of trust, level. isn't it? It is. In the Bible, it's the word to know or gnosko in the mm. in the Greek. That's good. And it's when you the experiential know. God wants us to have the experiential knowing of His trust account. That's good, because there's one thing we talked about when you have the trust of the Lord. When I thought about that and looked it up, it's like a garment. The trust of the Lord is something that is put on you. The trust in the Lord comes from intimacy. It comes from a place between you and him. Let's think about something about Jesus. It took everything in him to stay on the cross. Imagine his body is broken. He, everything in him wants to live. But he trusted in what his father had said, what his father had declared, that if he would stay on that cross, he would have sons and daughters. He would be the king of kings, the first among many brethren. It took Jesus everything in him to stay on that cross. And what kept him there was his intimacy with his father up to that point. That's the only thing that can keep you in tough situations. 
So you're talking about, now you're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about it. <laughs> like the intimacy, yeah. the presence, yeah. being in the presence yes. of a father. Yes. This is, this is I'm, I'm, I'm going to process this externally. I'm wondering mm-hmm. how much our proximity has to do with the level of our faith and followership. Like I could follow from a distance, Mm -hmm. but I would lose some of the nuances. If you were my father and I followed you from a distance, I would lose some of the nuances of how you were maneuvering through things. Yeah. And so when, if you were walking a mile ahead of me and I could see you off in the distance, Mm -hmm. I think the human eye can see 2.4 miles before we lose vision. Hmm, that's good. I didn't something, know that. There's Thank something. You. Appreciate that. Like that. I don't know why I that have was that good. in my brain. Yeah, that was good. It came right out. <laughs> I think that number's wrong. I don't. But so, it's something like that. Sounds good, though. So if you were far enough in the distance, I could still see you, you weren't too far out on the horizon. Mm-hmm. When you're navigating certain terrain, and I'm not able to see the nuances of how you're maneuvering it, it's going to make it very difficult for me to trust you if you yell back at me when I hit that point yes, of the path. it is. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. It correlates with what you said this Sunday. An ambassador is someone that is older. And I'm just a step ahead, just a hand, just, just a reach. I'm just, I'm just a reach out. But do you think in, a, in, in the idea of trust, like, so when the Lord spoke to you in that moment, yeah. So as ambassador, like reflecting back to my message on Sunday, if you have no context of what Jeff and I are talking about from my message on Sunday, go to our YouTube page. If you're on YouTube afterwards, you can watch any one of the three services. um, If you're watching on Facebook or another platform, I just, I suggest you go back and watch it. You'll get context for what Jeff and I are talking about in terms of ambassador. So it's just to be like a little bit ahead. So there's one part as an ambassador to say like, Hey, you're just a little bit ahead, but isn't there something in us to say, okay, God, I know that you're with me. You're a little bit ahead, but don't we have a part to play in that to stay, stay close? Yes, we do. Isn't it the same thing that he said to Peter? Lord, I want to come to you and there's waves everywhere. Jesus didn't work out a plan. He simply said, come. And Peter trusted God, the Lord Jesus Christ so much in the midst of all the waves, he stepped onto the water. And that is the intimacy. It's not, intimacy is not here. Intimacy is here. Trusting God is not here. Trusting in him comes from here. For the Bible says, in you I live, in you I move, and in you I have my being. So this is, this is a presence, I'm going to use this word, presence-driven word in terms yes, of trust. Yeah. You know? So for us to trust, um, so here, here's some attributes, I think, you know, uh, if I were to think through trust, mm-hmm. uh, time spent yeah. develops trust. Yes. So I think time spent is huge. Proximity. Uh-huh. I, think when, I think when you're close to somebody in proximity, I think trust can be developed from a distance, if I was fair, like I think you can develop trust from a distance, but I think trust can be can be developed in a deeper fashion, yeah, and quicker when in close. close proximity. When you're close, yeah, I think sounds crazy, maybe, but I think trust can be developed through crisis. <laughs> right, it's always developed in us through crisis. I mean, I just think about. I don't think Jesus had daddy issues. No. Like, I don't think Jesus trusted God less pre the cross than he did post the cross. Yeah. Correct. But I think in human terms, I mean, let's think about this. Mm-hmm. Jesus is giving us this picture of if you are willing to die to yourself on the other side of that, mm. if you can push past the fear of that, on the other side of that is fruit. Yeah. So in Jesus' terms, it was if I'm willing to die for the sake of humanity, I am trusting my father that on the other side of maybe some fear that I feel is the fruit 
of having a tomb that was left empty because I was raised from the grave. That's correct, yeah. So <clears throat> I think when we walk through crisis and through tough times with God, trust is developed because trust by, by and large speaks to history. Yeah. So if I have a history with you that says, if somebody says, why don't you trust me? Most likely, in human yes. terms, I'm going to say, well, because the story between yeah. you and I has said every time I do. You, do, you say <laughs> X, you do Y. Yeah. Now, we have a, we have a history problem. Mm -hmm. So trust is something that we really need to be able to work on, and it has to take time. I don't, now, now, you and I for the last two weeks spoke on racism and last week on reconciliation. I'm not going to jump into that whole topic here tonight, but... There is something about trust at the center of everything that I think we're seeing. One of the things that you and I spoke about today was this. How to find trust in the midst of trying times. Yeah. And this is what you and I landed on. It was like, there are so many voices and opinions oh and agendas noise. and sides noise. and noise. And there's so many. <sighs> I mean, uh, you, you, if you're not careful, you find yourself flipping from social media platform to social media platform to social. And it's like the refrigerator when you're hungry, but you don't have any food. <laughs> and you think if you just keep going back to the refrigerator 10 minutes later, something's going to miraculously appear. And we do this with social media. We're yeah. like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, YouTube, and then we're like TikTok, and then we're on Snapchat, and then we're like, whoop, back to Facebook. Like, there's nothing on Facebook that's going to be any more nutritious for your spirit that wasn't there first, but I don't, but like, we're obsessed with it. It's yeah. like seeing a car accident, you can't take your eyes off of it. It just slows everything down to a crawl. And I feel like what's been happening is, is in our spiritual side of things, I'm taking us out of the human practical societal part of things and the spiritual part of things, I feel like some of us have, have seen an increase and a speeding up. Yeah. Some of us have seen a slowdown like a traffic jam over a, over a car accident mm -hmm. because we're so caught up in looking at these peripheral things that have our attention mm -hmm. and it's feeding us and it's causing us to slow up and we're trying to get nutrients from something that's not going to feed us. And at the end of the day, we end up saying we're we're this is what I this is what I hear from people. Right now, a little over 90 days into a quarantine, whatever you want to call what we're in. I'm more depressed. Mm. I'm more anxious. I'm lonely. I'm lonelier. Lonely is big. Mm -hmm. All these things are happening, and here's my question. Where are you placing your trust? Yeah. Here's the deeper question that you and I were talking about. Who are you listening to? What is, the, what is the music that you're turning on? You have a choice to change the station. Yeah. You have to change the station. And some of the things that we have learned through these 90 days is that God, our Father, is wanting your attention. Mm. And he has removed all of our idols that we trusted in for so long so we can spend quality intimate time with him either in the word with on even in zoom with each other with family members it's getting back to what matters yeah it's getting back to our first love that's what god in this season is that's why the trust account now is how we walk out because with a lot of us our trust has grown in him even yeah. in the midst of all this this yeah. turmoil so now we're ready to go to the next level with what he has for us because we've built up that intimate relationship again. Do you think, you said something interesting, mm -hmm. he's removed our idols. When you said that, what I, the first thing I thought was, I, I think I'm going to make a statement to press a little bit on that. Okay, press on. Do you think maybe God, what God has done, maybe more than removing the idols, mm -hmm. is he's exposed them for mm -hmm. what they are? Yeah. And they're there. But I think our idols are, I think our idols, ha, I, th I think sometimes our idols remain there. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem we have because we can be attracted to it again like that car crash that everyone yeah. slows down for on the freeway and <laughs> causes a traffic jam. 
And it's like, bro, if you just keep, if you don't idolize having to yeah. know. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. Adam and Eve. They idolized the knowledge, yes. having the know. Hungry for it. Needed and it. so yeah. much so that they slowed down what it was that God actually had put on us. Mm-hmm. To have dominion and, and have rule with yes. him and all these things. And so I, I think sometimes, I guess the press is, do you think... God has given us a choice. He's saying, I'm exposing. Yes. So, okay, you idolize a, a media sure. outlet. Sure. So pick yours. There's one that represents <laughs> the left side of our country, one that probably represents the right. And by the way, there are other media outlets. <laughs> it's just that we think in binary terms. So we, so, or he's maybe exposed certain parts of society where we've idolized. He's exposed Dude, to your point, like, I think he said, you're, I feel like in the last three months, what he's exposed is the idol of uh, trust in man. Mm-hmm. And the curse that we carry, and that's a heavy word that I just said, yeah. but the curse that we end up carrying by placing our trust in man, and God has exposed the brokenness of man. Yeah. The idol of right. man. Yeah. And shown us. Said, look it. He, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how uh, fragile humanity is. Yeah. And how broken humanity is. And I and God's almost saying it's like I don't know that I would with with the knowledge you now have, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would choose humanity to idolize if I were you. But if you want, God's like this great father that's like it's your you, choice. If you choose yeah. to idolize that job, mm-hmm. to idolize all these things, you are not going to find any more peace. You're not going to find any more trust in me. No. You're not going to walk any further. You're no. going to come out of whatever it is we're in, whatever yeah. twilight zone we're in. And 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 this is this is this is a heavy word. I think if we don't get this right, some of us will come out of this time period and season bearing heavier burden of things we walked in with. One of the things that a God the Father will always do, he will always bring you to a place at the end of yourself and show you the, the goodness that he has for you. That is all what the trust account is about. The trust account is not, for me, is not about me attaining riches and me doing this. It's me, tag, you're it. I trust God enough, like you said, that I'm going to tag another person with that trust in God, with that faith in him so because it's like, of the relationship. that it's in, Everything in the kingdom is an impartation. I imparted that to you. So it's like you said on Sunday. It's yeah, like good. The re- you tag if you're full of trust and I'm giving that away, part of mine to you, and you grab it, not only are we both strengthened, but now we're, we're spreading that everywhere we go. And so you see breakthroughs happening all over the place in the midst of turmoil. People have a massive breakthrough in worship, in intercession, in if you... If we're able to tap in spiritually into this time, there is great breakthrough, as you prophesied. I keep referencing Sunday because it's true. He, you prophesied great that this year will be the greatest year of our breakthrough because many people want to dismiss 2020, and we're six oh, yeah. months in. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get to 2021. Uh-uh. I'm trying to finish now. I want to I wanna finish on top this year. Yeah. I want to go out on top now. Yeah. I'm not trying to fast forward anything. I'm going to miss so much by doing that. I think there's a tremendous opportunity. The word the Lord gave me just now when you said that was we need to become spiritual um, philanthropists. Mm. You know, like if we were giving, a, if, if you and I right now are sitting here and we found out tomorrow that we were given trust accounts with limitless resource, Ooh. which means I cannot, it is, it would be physically impossible for me to outspend that's good. The abundance in my trust account. It would give us a freedom philanthropically uh-huh. from, a, from a money standpoint 
where it would far surpass the wealth of the world yeah. combined. Like yeah. we would be able to give away. And we, because we would understand there would be no fear because we have so much trust Come in the on. account. We yes. know that the abundance is it's there. always going to be there. So when you said that, it's like God is calling us and understanding, trusting him mm-hmm. in this trust account. What he's calling us to be is spiritual philanthropists where we say our job literally is to try to give as much of this away as possible. That every single day, if I said you had limitless supply every day to give away monetarily, you would just be handing out money on the street to anybody you could. And if I told you your job is to drain the account every single day, and no matter how hard you tried, and here's the deal, the more that you gave away, the more the account got (laughs) pulled up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like this is what I feel like the Lord is really saying to us is – when you say take that spiritual account and tag, you're it. I feel like the Lord was like, you guys are spiritual philanthropists. Yeah. You know, we don't need Bill Gates. No. I don't need Berkshire Hathaway. No. I, don't, I don't need Warren Buffett. Not in the kingdom. I don't, I don't <laughs> need this consortium of billionaires mm-hmm. in the world to fit. This is a heavy word. I don't need a consortium of the richest people in the world in human terms to fix our problems socially. Mm. And that is who we're leaning on right now. Yeah. 100 percent yep when we say we need the one percent to fix all our problems what we're doing is we're putting trust in man and the only thing you will get from putting your trust in man is curses yes i'm gonna back that up with a scripture in a second because i don't want people to think like (laughs) this is what god says so i feel like we as as followers of jesus Mm -hmm. with full trust accounts have to step in and we have to become the biggest consortium of spiritual philanthropists because we are the ones that have the only true answer to the problems that we see in the world. We don't need to fix things. Like, people are, po- I, like, there are some practical things. Don't, don't, don't misread what I'm saying. There's yeah. some practical things that we need to take care of the side of heaven. Yeah, we do. However, taking care of those things, that's called social justice. Hmm. But if we don't have social justice in the name of Jesus, because I can make things right, I can make things just in someone's life when it comes to their bank account, but leave them spiritually poor because I never introduced them to Jesus. I can introduce them to my my bank account and to what my dad left to me in my trust fund, Mm -hmm. but I'm not introducing them to Jesus. So I need to be a philanthropist, like practically in human terms, but more so... I don't have billions of dollars, but what I have is, this is what you're telling me, I have a limitless account that I can become a spiritual philanthropist that I cannot, literally cannot outgive in the spirit the things that God has for us to give away. You can't. And that's going to change everything that we see in the world. That is correct. That is the, the power of the word of the Lord. That's, to me, when we thought about it, when I thought about this today, that's what kept Jesus on the cross. Because he was human. He was a man. Everything that Jesus did while on the earth, he did as a man that loved God. Everything in his body wanted to come off that cross. But he heard his father say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And I believe Jesus saw us that day on the cross and it kept him there even longer he said i could have called legions of angels but he didn't because any time here's the word of the lord for you any time like jesus that you put god's trust in action it finishes things jesus said it is finished at the cross it is done when you use the trust in his trust account that he gave you it's there to finish things not to start things like we always do in our humanity we start diets we start fads we start these things and they don't last because it's not we're not fully engaged in trusting in that Ooh, that was good psalm 910 those who know your name trust in you for you, Lord, come on, have never forsaken those who seek you. That's good. It is our job uh-huh. to know his name. Yeah. It is our job, and that word know, it's like God wants to experience his mm. name 
the weight of his name That's of good. provider, um, the weight of his name as savior. Yes. Healer. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, we're, we're going to start to wrap this up. Um, <laughs> if anybody has any questions, we'll try to answer those, so but good. I'm going to wrap up with this. Go ahead. Jeremiah 17, five. This is one of my favorite passages in scripture. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed in the one who trusts in man. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> this is what the Lord says. Mm -hmm. Cursed is the one who trusts in man. And I just said a second ago, man, I felt like the Lord is showing us. He's, he's to your point, he's, he's removing the blinders. Yeah. And he's, he's showing us. He's revealing. Yes. And he's exposing the idols. Mm -hmm. And idols are always attached to man. So curse is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, yeah. and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. Oof. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. This is the part that I, I wanted us to grab a hold of. Jeff and I were talking about this before we started tonight. Mm -hmm. This is verse 8, Jeremiah 17, verse 8. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Yeah. It does not fear when heat comes. I got to tell you, we're feeling some heat. Yeah, I am right now. Hang on. <laughs> Jeff's like, I need to drink water. I'm feeling some heat. I just feel like we're, some of us are experiencing fear and we're feeling the heat of what's going on, but we're trusting in the voice of man. Yeah. My wife always busts me. It's so awesome. She said, um, do, do you read, watch, and listen to the word of God more than you do your social media? Ooh. God bless our wives. You know, and <laughs> My um, goodness. that was like, spiritual chiropractic alignment, yeah. you know, that the kind that it's loud and it hurts a little bit. Mm -hmm. But what she was saying was so true. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. There are some people that I see right now that have so much trust in the Lord that they're not experiencing right. some of the same things that That's right. some other people are experiencing. That's right. And it says its leaves are always green. Mm. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I felt like when you and I were just talking about being spiritual philanthropists and, you know, you're able to just be in this place of trusting the Lord so much. And I've seen you do this. I've seen you just your generosity with your home, your generosity with words of encouragement, your generosity financially with people, you and Gail both, your wife. I've seen this for the last almost 30 years. Yes, sir. In your life. Yep. Your life together. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 but here's the funny thing. I know that you both were like that. Apart. Apart. Yeah. God happened to put the two of you together, and it's a powerful, powerful partnership. Oh. Yes, it is. But this idea of trusting in what God has given us gives us the ability to not worry in the year of drought. So mm. many people are looking at 2020 like the, the drought year. And that's because they have the wrong perspective. Jacob, it says in Genesis, sowed into famine and reaped a hundredfold. Well, can't wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we, could you say that again? 
Sure. In the book of Genesis, I think it's Genesis 11, it says that Jacob. That's the beginning of the Bible? Beginning. Right in the very beginning, yeah. God hit us with that. Yes. You better said, slap somebody. <laughs> Dude, can I get a. Amen. Yep. Hashtag. Come on. Jacob sowed into famine. And from famine, he received and reaped 100 fold. So. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Something I've been practicing, Pat, is be in this trust, you can stretch things. I call it practicing your gifts. How much favor does Jesus have? Limitless. Limitless. So that means if we're heirs and joint heirs of this trust account, we have limitless favor. I have just been calling in favor. Some of us, some of you have been looking for a home struggling, worried about the pricing, if you're obedient to God under this word and trust in him of his divine favor, mm. he will open every door for you to own a home, even in California. Which is like difficult in the, the most expensive place in Correct. the world to live. Correct. In a shack. Correct. <laughs> I am thankful that we live in California. I am. I am. And I'm thankful for this word tonight. I'm thankful that my leaves will always be green because I've been in drought. We're not sitting here saying that we haven't had drought seasons. We're saying that we sowed into those drought seasons and we've reaped. We've learned how to navigate even through the drought seasons. I've learned how to be blessed and I've learned how to be abased. But all of that's leads in my trust and intimate relationship with the Lord. So I would say, easy takeaway right now. Come on. <laughs> the number one way we can invest into the season we're in. Mm -hmm. So this is why on Sunday I said, I was reading it Luke 4, and it was Jesus was yes. reading out of the Torah from Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Spirit of the Lord is on me. He's mm -hmm. anointed me. And at the very end of that scripture, he says, he declared that this is the year of the Lord's favor. Right. And I said, I believe that 2020 is the year of the Lord's favor is on it. But you can only reap the favor of what I said if you invest into hey. the market. Come on. Okay? Yeah. So if we invest into the spiritual market, one of the biggest takeaway, simple, make it practical, one of the best ways that you right now can make sure that you're you're going to bear fruit even in a year that seems like is so wild and crazy mm -hmm. is that your first investment is I am going to develop as much intimacy with the Father as possible. Yes. Period. Because Period. that trust, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Yeah. So if I invest in uh -huh. my ability to trust in the Lord. He's preaching then I get to reap the reward of everything in that trust. That's right. But if I don't invest into the trust, which takes intimacy, which means, you know what? I need to know the word of the Lord. I, I, I need to be armed with scripture. I That's need to be it. armed with the mind of Christ. How That's do I know it. the mind of Christ? I need to spend time with Jesus. Yes. How do I spend time with Jesus? Well, Pat, he's not physically here. You can read his words right it's here. Right 66 books in a Bible. You know what I mean? We can read the words of God. We can read the promises of God, but it says that blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Uh huh. So our first investment, practically speaking, is where is your time being spent? Woo. Period. Yes. Because I can almost guarantee you, I could be wrong, and I'm, I'm willing to be called out on this by somebody, but I can almost guarantee you, if we did a study right now, a medical study, we could equate time in front of screens, mm -hmm. watching news and media and social media. We could find, a, I almost guarantee we could find a correlation. The higher level of time spent on those screens, the higher level of anxiety, depression, and potentially suicide. Yeah. I firmly believe it. Yeah. So if we want to be able to never worry in a year of drought Come on. and always bear fruit, we, the first thing we need to do is we need to invest and we need to trust. Trust is found in the intimacy. It Amen. Is. Amen. Dude, you That's brought a good such a good word. That was seriously like six weeks ago. Yeah. And I just felt like this morning you were like, when I called you, you said, this is what I felt like the Lord 
mm-hmm. you know, brought up in my spirit again. So I appreciate not a problem. You being obedient to the word of the Lord. <laughs> and that came from your intimacy with God and your trust in him. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Hey, listen, everybody. If you guys have any comments or questions or anything that you guys would like us to talk about, things that you're wondering about, things that we can help with, um, we would love to hear from you. You can always dialogue with one of our ministry leaders online, or you can text to the number 94090. And that's kind of our hotline that you can get a hold of. And potentially some of you might have questions or comments or things that you're thinking about. You're going to walk away from tonight and say, hey, something sparked my thought process. And when I woke up the next morning, I thought, hey, this is a good question and I don't know how to get it answered. I'm trying to reconcile that. And perhaps Jeff and I can answer that for you or someone else on our team can. But we want to just let you know that we're here for you. Hey, Sundays, 9 or 8, 9, 30, 11, 15. And we would love to see you at one of those services live. Yes. One of the 100 live family members top here. 100. It's been a ton of fun. The top 100. Top 100. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and if not, we, we love, love, love that you're joining us online. Yes. So thanks for being with us on another, another Thursday night. I'm going to ask Jeff, before we jump off here, I'm going to ask Jeff just to pray sure. and release the word of the Lord over us before we say goodnight tonight. Not a problem. Father, right now, in obedience to your word, you said all our promises are yes in you and yes and amen in you. So, Father, we, I release the spirit of trust over all who's watching this, no matter what time they watch it, no matter what they're going through. I thank you that you have showered them and given them the ability to just step in. Like Peter just stepped on the water and trusted his Lord, we will do the same thing in obedience to your word. I come against any distractions, natural and spiritual. We bind those distractions in the mighty name of Jesus, and we lose, God, the ability to hear you and to act to hear you and to act. And Father, we thank you as we act in obedience to you that all the promises, everything that you said, everything that we can see and everything we can't see, we will walk in that trust in you. We bless marriages. We bless homes. We bless family nucleuses. uh, We bless all the family unit right now. We come against any spirit of discord. We lose your trust and confidence right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us here at Wednesday Night Live from Pastor Pat and Pastor Jeff. We say thank you. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Good night. Amen and amen.